0: what's
1: going on ladies and gentlemen it's the sounds of this oh go, I'll, I'll let you keep going sir go ahead try again you get, it you is get the one. sounds of the season ladies and gentlemen as we talk all about soundtracks on episode 61 of the cast There you go, sir. Good job. Good job. Oh my god, that got me right there. I knew. The you sounds could get it. of the season. I knew you could sounds get it, man. I had faith in you. The arsonist has webbed feet. I'm not really the biggest anchor man guy, I gotta I gotta say. The human torch was denied a bank loan. But what we won't deny you, ladies and gentlemen, is some great new content. This week, uh, we took a week off. Obvi. Uh, we had that summertime sickness. You know how it goes, dude. It was uh, was rough. It was super rough. I'm still reeling a little bit. I don't know if you can hear it in me, Uh, nasally more than usual, Um, allergens and the like. You know how it is. That hay fever got me down. It's the same buttery tones I hear from you week in and week out, sir. (laughs) That's right, my dude. But how about we roll right into it? Because you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for just preach play. (laughs) that's right ladies and gentlemen it's the time we give you to booter your pooters head on over to trailers.apple.com from there you're gonna find the most recent new trailer we know nothing about but today ladies and gentlemen it's a little bit of a lie because we know a little something about it but we both haven't seen it and you gotta do it it's jumanji enter the jungle yeah, I believe that is the subtitle
0: of this. Uh, Welcome to this the movie. jungle.
1: Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, I like feel the Guns like... and Roses join. Yes, exa-
0: exactly. I think Axel <laughs> Axel actually makes an appearance in the film. Does he really? No, no, no way. Oh my god, I would hope that would be great. Would He's an it. orangutan. Yeah, man, I feel like Jumanji is like a classic. You have to, like, it doesn't come out till Christmas, so it's a a far ways away, Uh, but I I feel like it's too big, too important of a movie to us in our childhoods to skip this over. Uh, And plus, The Rock is in it. The Rock is in it. Millions and millions of people demand that we watch this trailer.
1: We would have to. And so, ladies and gentlemen, for the millions and millions of fans listening in right now, we're going to go in three, two, one. Just Preach Play. Wow,
0: this is a fun group.
1: Welcome to detention.
0: Spencer, Bethany, Fridge, Martha, you're all here for a reason.
1: Hey, person walking.
0: You should be thinking about who you are and who you want to be. You'll have plenty of time to figure that out while you're cleaning out the basement.
1: Are you going to help or are you too pretty? I'm too pretty.
0: Yo, what's this? <laughs> A game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind.
1: Jumanji. You pick a character and you're that person in the game. It's a video game. I don't think it matters that much. Moose Finbar. Sounds like a badass. I'll be the curvy genius.
0: Dr. Smolder Bravestone.
1: I guess I'm Ruby (laughs) Roundhouse. The people's jail.
0: Guys, come around.
1: Where's the rest of me?
0: Oh my god, fridge? (laughs) Yeah, fridge, who are you? It's me, Spencer. Oh my god, really? Who is she?
1: Martha? Why am I we wearing half a shirt and short shorts in the jungle? I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we would become the avatars we chose. So that means this you is definitely. horrible.
0: <laughs> oh, is that
1: Yeah, oh, Jack it. Black no! as the preteen girl. I'm an
0: overweight middle-aged man. Well, I don't have my clarinet. And all I see around here is Paula. Well, I don't have a top two feet of <laughs> my
1: body. Damn, that is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry, don't
0: cry. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. <laughs>
1: This is a video game, which means we all have special skills.
0: Why am I so slow? That was so intense. I like Kent even with this place.
1: Watch <laughs>
0: your step in here. What? That old game machine must have you us. Now we're all—oh my god! Ah! You better get in there and
1: save her. Or... I'm not gonna get in there. You get in there. I got a backpack on. You don't get in water with a backpack. Everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad we watched that because I went from being super excited to see this movie to I I'm be totally fine if I if I miss it. I'm, not, I'm no. Really? Come on, man. Come on, if you're not into it at all. For like, I feel like a big part that made like what made Jumanji like so cool was that it was a board game, and like I feel like it was more believable that this board game like like in the movie with robin williams like it was handcrafted it was carved from wood and like um it had like ebony and ivory pieces to it like somebody chiseled this game it's been around for like hundreds of years it's got like a whole story to it this, all, then all of a sudden the guys like we're playing like playstation and like the game like the disc is haunted so i'm supposed to believe that the rock like how long is the? how is that even possible did the rock get sucked in and he's only really been in there for like a week like at the at the longest he's been in there maybe seven years, like
1: <laughs> so so it's the they become their avatars so those characters they selected so like you saw yeah, like yeah, the brainy I, girl yeah, and all I, that I get it
0: I get it but like like either way they still had to come in through the video game so that is true that means what if they're playing on oh, like a PlayStation no. there's no way it's older than like seven years. spook programming right there (laughs) mom williams was stuck in there for what was it like 40 years or something like that
1: yeah 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 those kids are like what is this a ps2 Ugh. i don't know man although jack black looks like he looks really funny in it jack black looks hysterical the rock looks hysterical i would definitely see it i don't know if i'm gonna make it out to the theater to it um i'm i'm happier with it than i was before because um, I was like, Jumanji, they can't just completely like remake this. And I think this is far enough away from the original one that it's not going to be like destroying my memory of it. And it's going to kind of stand all on its own as a fun thing. So here's hoping. I guess I can't
0: really argue with you there. It is definitely far enough away from the original because like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a whole it's, it's a video game. It's a complete remake. So I, I don't know if I'm just kind of perturbed because I love the original movie so much. And this is so different than that. Um, uh, But I mean, I don't know, man. I think it might be just a little bit too different. Um, Plus, like Kevin Hart is I feel like is in everything now. Like I, I agree that Kevin Hart is funny, but I feel like he's in like every like buddy comedy movie, and it, it looks like they, I don't know the the Rock and Kevin Hart seem like they're going to be like the driving like force behind this movie. I hope I hope maybe there's more Jack Black. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: They're the new Spade and
0: Farley. It seems like they're in a lot of movie. Like what other what were some of those other films that they've been in
1: together? Central Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was pretty recent and something else. Yeah, I can't I, <laughs> I can't I,
0: I can't remember sir, but that's okay. We don't have to sit here and talk about movies we can't remember. Let's talk about some movies that are coming out this week in it coming attractions now coming attractions for those of you who don't know is our weekly segment where we like to talk about movies that are coming out in the theater uh, we give them a brief review as we quickly glance over synopsis and give us the give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down but one thing you can always give two thumbs up to is our wonderful sponsor Adam tickets if you're looking for a way to purchase your tickets invite your friends and yes even order your concessions Adam tickets is the way to go you can get this on the app store the google play store it is all over and if you are a new customer to adam tickets make sure you use the promo code preach us p-r-e-e-s-h-u-s P-R-E-S-H-U-S, to save five dollars off your Total, you can save yourself some money, and maybe if you go on the right day, you can even almost, almost get a free movie with, uh, you know, with some of those earlier show times. Now, there's a couple movies coming out this week that we are gonna quickly talk about, and one of them is Despicable Me 3. Now, Mr. Trav, have you seen any of the Despicable Me movies? I think I saw the first one think you saw the first one you steve, said
1: that's the peril
0: as the uh the supervillain. yes sir steve carell i believe so in this one uh grew meets his longtime charming cheerful and more successful twin brother drew and wants to team up with him for one last criminal heist i have actually not seen any of these movies uh so i really don't need to run out there and see the new one but i know they're super popular so i'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be going out to see this movie If you think I think I need to take the time out of my day to watch one of these movies in this trilogy, send us a little tweet over on Twitter at, at preachcast, P-R-E-E-S-H-A-H-C-A-S-T, and you can tell us all about why we need to get into Despicable Me. On a whole nother different note, there's a movie coming out called The Little Hours. Uh, starring Alison Brie uh, She is a young servant fleeing from uh, Excuse me A young servant fleeing from his master Takes refuge at a, at a convent Full of emotionally unstable nuns In the middle ages Introduced as a deaf blind man He must fight to hold on to his cover As the nuns try to resist temptation uh, This is an <laughs> interesting oh, <boy. laughs> Interesting uh, plot Stars Alison Brie, Dave Franco And Kate Mucci.
1: I actually saw the trailer for this. Did you? Um, insane looking. It looks. It looks absolutely insane. Looks I would nuts. totally see this. Okay. Good. Good man. I'm glad it. Lo- does it look funny? It looks. It looks funny. It looks wild. It looks like. It looks like Sister Act. Like, meets Entourage maybe.
0: it <laughs> sounds super hip, man. It would be up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, we're gonna. Um, we're actually gonna close it out with a movie that I saw the trailer to, and that is The House. Uh, this stars Will Farrell and Amy Poehler. Uh, it is a dad convinces his friends to start an illegal casino in his basement after he and his wife spend their daughter's college fund. This movie looks stupid, but it looks funny. Uh, I do like Will Farrell and Amy Poehler is funny as well. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely I would definitely check this out. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything special, but it does look like it's going to be funny. Because in the trailer, it looks like they're kind of just both like on the... Maybe I don't know. I feel like Amy Poehler on the top of a game is really, really good. I might say that Amy Poehler on the top of her game is better than Will Ferrell on the top of his. But really, I think so, man. I think so because there's like wow. a little bit more.
1: We're both on SNL, same
0: time frame. I think. I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Amy Poehler brings a little bit more little bit more cred in a way like i take her a little really i take her a little more seriously like if we're watching a drama i feel like amy polar can tug at my heartstrings a little more will ferrell can because i really associate will ferrell with a little bit too much like humor that i'm like i can't really buy will ferrell in peril (laughs) i love
1: stranger than fiction Yo, you liked ferrell in peril that was funny i thought that was was a good rhyme i liked it whatever (laughs) the house yeah i haven't seen a good will ferrell movie in a while right um, good. Last thing I saw him in,
0: I think, was Anchorman Two. Yeah, that might be. I'm. I'm sure he's been in films uh, since then. But I mean, he's been Eastbound bounded down after that. He's funny and he's oh, bounded yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. He's real funny. I love him um, in East and he's bounded down. But you know, Ashley Schaefer BMW. You know, what's not funny, sir. The ridiculous lead that you have over me in. <laughs>
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the world's favorite new game show, Travel Pursuit. And it's the last time that we're going to try to get the Glenn as we go to AMC Super Movie Quiz. And that's the game you got to Google because the URL is great. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to click on quiz number 40, which of course will take you to quiz number 41, the final of the AMC Super Movie Quizzes. That's so sad, man. It is, dude. I don't know what we're going to do after this. We need a new game. People we're gonna, get to us. We're going to cry. ASAP. Because we don't know what we're doing next week. I got no idea. Is it over? Do we have no game to play now? What's up? What are we going to do? Do we have to actually go buy a Trivial Pursuit set? I don't know if Not I can do chance. that. <laughs> I, yeah, right? I, I can't do that. I you make, know, who's, who's to say? That make way too much sense. <laughs> it would be too easy. It would be far too easy for us to do, unlike the questions that you are most likely going to be getting asked today, my friend, because it's Travial Pursuit. Let's go over the score for a real quick minute just to see if you have a chance to catch up to me. Jeez, can, we, can we not go over the score? <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> there. You know, the way the rules work. Oh, there's only eight questions. It's not even possible. Oh, my gosh. There's only eight There's only eight questions this month. All right, what's the, hold on. Let's, let's see if we can't make it. Let's see if we can't make a deal. What's the, what's the, what's the score? So right now, you sit with a score of 27, and I sit with a score of 43. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna
0: make a, um, I'm gonna make a proposal to you okay okay now don't worry because there's no way that this is going to happen in fact this is almost a waste in, waste of time in and of itself but beautiful assume that i get like let's say that i get all eight questions correct uh-huh i want i want what if you offer me a tie i offer you a tie we if just, you can just perfectly answer it's never been all movie quizzes it's never and been questions. it's never been done i i honestly think there's no way that that is going to happen let's see so i hope you've got some knowledge on this there's no way on these topics okay. here there's no way like I i'm said, looking at the first question there's no way <laughs> i mean i don't really appreciate your lack of faith in me but
1: i mean ah, <laughs> uh, i don't know you to be a historian of classic literature so we'll see oh well actually surprise uh, me bro uh, okay
0: okay maybe i will sir maybe i will are you ready
1: I'm I'm ready. Are Are you ready? ready? Probably not, but here we go on three. In three, two, one. In Disney's adaptation of Jules Verne's 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea, 1954. It's 20,000 Leagues. What's that?
0: It's 20,000 Leagues, sir. Go ahead.
1: 20,000 Leagues. Who played the character of Captain Nemo? Was it Kirk Douglas, Peter Finch, James Mason, or Alistair Sim? Let's go with James Mason. James Mason as Captain Nemo. You were correct. Keep going. <laughs> for which of the following films did James Stewart win Best Actor? Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Philadelphia Story, It's a Wonderful Life, or Harvey? I
0: think he won from. I think he won for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
1: Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Incorrect. It was oh. The Philadelphia Story. Oh, darn. All right. Let's keep going. Actress Ingrid Bergman won her second Best Actress Oscar Academy Award for which film? Gaslight, The Bellas of St. Mary's, Anastasia or Autumn Sonata. I think it's The Bells of St. Mary's. The Bells of St. Mary's. It was Anastasia. (laughs) Which of the following animals was not one of the title characters co-stars in Disney's Cinderella? Bruno the Bloodhound Dog, Flower the Skunk, Jacques the Mouse, or Lucifer the Cat?
0: Is it Flower the Skunk?
1: Flower the skunk. It was in fact Flower the skunk. That was in Bambi. Bambi. Yeah. How many times did Cla- did Claude Rains play the role of Jack Griffin aka the invisible man? Never, only once, twice or three times?
0: Uh, let's go with uh Let's go twice. Twice.
1: Only once was mm, the answer. Fair enough. What Western film role was played by all of these actors? Cesar Romero, Walter Houston, Victor Mature and Kirk Douglas. Was it Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday, Jesse James or Johnny Ringo?
0: Let's go with Johnny Ringo.
1: Johnny Ringo. It was Doc Holliday. No. What was the name of the town in High Noon 1952 that Marshall Kane was forced to defend by himself? Haddonfield, Hadleyville, Tombstone, or Virginia City? Let's go with Tombstone. Tombstone. It was Hadleyville. (laughs) Who was the only performer to be nominated for an Oscar in Little Big Man, 1970? Was it Martin Balsam, Chief Dan George, Faye Dunaway, or Dustin Hoffman? Let's go with Faye Dunaway. Hey Donaway, I am Little Big Man. Hear me roar! It was actually Chief Dan George so for sad. his role as tribal leader of the Old Lodge Skins, and that's it. that, is, that, is, that was not even like I said, waste of time. Not even close. Twenty-five percent. Two out of you got two correct out of six, and we could share those results with our Tumblr if that, we wanted.
0: It's a good. That's a good batting average, though. It's three hundred. That is three hundred.
1: So you know, for so, bait, sir, baseball. You even having one more quiz than I do, end with a score of twenty nine. I end with a score of forty three, and our friend Kevin, seldom heard from, <laughs> ends with a score <laughs> of two. Okay, I mean that's you. You played
0: you played a great game, sir. I am ve- I am very proud of you. Obviously, I could not I could not hold a candle to
1: your skills. There were some that I just you know, when in doubt, see it out. Yes, sir. You did a very good job. I gotta, I, sincerest, sincerest
0: congratulations,
1: because that game is not easy, as you just witnessed. I'm glad that I uh, just took the title of pride. You did. I won. I did. I did win. <laughs> you win no prizes, no cash, no prizes, just pride. Hey, that's fine. That sounds good to me, man. Yeah, but what sounds even better is soundtracks, and it's summertime. The living's easy, so obviously you need a soundtrack to set your mood to that. And ladies and gentlemen movies TV shows the whole nine composers we've had some great incredible soundtracks we did an episode years ago uh, we're coming back to it because there's a lot to cover on soundtracks now my dude I think you're gonna be doing a little something special for us today as we discuss some of these soundtracks we're gonna we're gonna try sir
0: we're gonna try to do something live and on the fly I might very well like cheat a little bit in post post-production make it sound a little bit nicer than than it should uh, but if it's I, needed, yeah I, f- I feel yeah cuz you know, we'll see we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty smooth. Maybe I can hide the the, the changing time as I'm like you know flipping records. But I actually have the force I just hope you hear the screech. You just might over and over. The... No, no no, you'll be good. Uh the the <laughs> the uh, bits of soundtracks that I'm going to be playing, I actually have um the records for each one of them. Uh I've got the turntable hooked up to the mixer, uh you know, into the computer and you'll be able to hear all the wonderful uh you know music that we're going to be listening to this evening coming right off the vinyl itself. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me as, uh, as we go through uh, the setup process and kind of get it kicking off. However, um, I personally, when I was going through and trying to choose different um, movies uh, that I wanted to talk about, I kind of wanted to focus on, I guess, composers in like moods. We're getting serious, uh, but we're going to lighten up, I think, with the, uh, with the first selection here. Uh, and what you're hearing at the moment is actually Danny Elfman's score for Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, directed by Tim Burton. And I love Danny Elfman because all of his like scores seem to have like this like whimsical feel to it. And I feel like as soon as you listen to
1: it, you're like immediately brought into the movie. Danny Elfman is an incredible, incredible composer. Um, back in the day, I actually tried to make, like, one of those, like, remix albums of all of his, like, compositions and set it to different beats and stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I love the guy. Uh, he, like you said, he's got a complete whimsy to him, and he really sets a tone of a film with his scores, and you almost can immediately tell, like, it's a Danny Elfman. Um... Just from hearing those couple little, you know, lines there, that xylophone, you knew who you were getting. And, and it's an incredible man. It was hard. Yeah, it was like, I mean, I feel like Pee-wee's probably one of my favorite ones by him because I can like place like almost
0: like every moment that, uh, you know, of the music I can place like with the exact spot in the film. Uh, but it was either going to be between this or uh, Batman uh, for me, because it's kind of crazy That's that you can it. go from like doing something like Pee-wee's Big Adventure to batman to edward Scissorhands, uh, to the goosebumps movie um, mars attacks mars attacks like it's all it's like he's kind of like all over the board which i think is really wonka cool. uh he did uh dark man i get you dark man yeah he, he's kind of like he's kind of all over um so i think that's I, but even though like his like his movies are all over the scores kind of like have like a theme to them in a way uh, and mm-hmm. actually, the soundtrack for Edward Scissorhands is really, really good. But I felt like as soon as I would play this, people would kind of like immediately like know like what it was and be able to remember this movie. And this movie, by the way, is great. It's Tim Burton's directorial debut. And even though I feel like Tim Burton has like faltered in recent years, he like kind of went on a tear for like a
1: good like decade plus. He did, man. Um, God, when did he start faltering? I would say after Big Fish um yeah big fish is oh, great and a- man what's that i said big fish is great i love that movie it's like it's
0: like a more like like whimsical forrest gump
1: <laughs> that's a great way to describe it man yeah dude, it's um, so good it's a it is a it's a fantastic uh forrest gump adventure um yeah man i i got you gotta love it danny elfman um I think uh, every time I think of Batman, I hear his score from Batman, the animated series. Um, And to think he came from that group Oingo Boingo, which makes an appearance in back to school. (laughs) He did the soundtrack for that too. So that probably
0: explains um, that probably explains why. Uh he's in it. In fact, that is actually the flip side to the Pigwee's Big Adventure album. <laughs> it's an oingo boingo? No, track? no, no. It's um so it's uh you know, since you're since you're talking about it, I'll toss it on for a second. Uh but no, on one side uh it is Pee Wee's Big Adventure and on the other side it is the soundtrack to Back to School.
1: Uh, oh my God. So does it have the Oingo Boingo track on there? Uh you know, let's uh
0: let's take a peek here on the liner notes. Uh yeah, it looks like it might. It looks like it might, sir. We'll take a, see if we'll you can keep, throw the needle we'll down
1: go. on the oingo boingo. We'll take a peek.
0: This opens the opening credits for Back to School. Um, and you can see, kind of sounds like a little bit like Pee Wee. But a little bit more, He's, a little bit more he, like
1: educational. Flighty. Very fancy free. Rodney Dangerfield, man. <laughs> no regard. No, no regard at all did he get. No respect.
0: <laughs> no regard. Was that what it was? Yes. No. No, he always used to say, I don't get no regard, no regard at all. It's no respect. (laughs) No respect? I'm just going to pretend that, like, you know, you're you're doing it to,
1: like, not give him respect by forgetting his, like, shtick. But that's okay. I'll let you go. I thought his whole shtick was, I don't get no regards, no (laughs) regards at all.
0: No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I'm going to give you No
1: respect. Mm. I think you're thinking of the song, (laughs) R-E-S-P-E-C-T.
0: Not even a little. Not even a little. I'm gonna give you a chance to save yourself as you talk to me a little bit about your first selection for this trip in the soundtracks.
1: So my first selection into the trip into soundtracks, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna declass it. Obviously, I'm gonna go and you know, ham it up as I do. I gotta talk about the American Pie soundtrack, my guy, because the American Pie soundtrack is what I want to say probably the closest thing to the summertime jam you know, movement that just went on at the tail end of the nineties there. And it really caught an awesome feel of that sort of like pre warp tour grouping of people. You know what I mean?
0: Isn't Blink-182 in American Pie?
1: Blink-182 is in American Pie. They are on the computer with a monkey when, uh, what's her name on dresses? Oh. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. That's her name. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, the soundtrack, it, it's, completely encapsulating like this entire like end of generation x i want to say you got third eye blind you got tonic you got blink 182 sugar ray Dishwalla, walla um goldfingers on there it's the groups man dude that's a great it's a great
0: collection of of songs although for me like even like following a similar vein i really really like the soundtrack for van wilder is that yeah Yeah, even though I mean the soundtrack for Van Wilder is pretty much just Sugar Cult, Start Static, but that's such a
1: fun album. (laughs) But man, the old pop punk. You know, I'm a big pop punker, so I definitely had to, you know, felt the need to discuss a little bit of that American Pie soundtrack. It's it, it's great, and you can actually grab that on. Uh, you know, if you're interested in,
0: I don't, I don't have uh, that that record, uh, but you can grab that on vinyl if you are into records at all. And it's actually a picture disc. It comes uh, as a, like a big American pie? It's <laughs> like a yes. big apple pie. Uh, so if uh, if you're into that type of thing, you can definitely grab it. Um, and it's usually pretty pricey, but I know you can buy it on Amazon. Um, but we're gonna take a little bit of a more. Traditional turn away from uh, the pop punk and move towards a more—I uh, feel like a pretty recognizable score. So I'm going to let you see if you can guess. If you can get this, guess
1: this, Mister Trav. See how long it takes you. John oh. Williams? Yes. Indiana Jones? No, no. You're going to get Is it gonna, a Star get, War? No, no. <gasps> you have the Jurassic Park soundtrack. I have the Jurassic Park soundtrack, sir, yes. Oh my god, did you get that from Mondo? Oh yeah,
0: man, love and hate with Mondo. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Mondo is this awesome, believe it or not, they're actually an art studio. Um, that happens to produce... They, they make, like, all, they, they commission all types of things uh, from different artists, and one of the Incredible things... Incredible things. One of the things that they do do is they license uh, soundtracks to different movies and get them pressed on vinyl. Uh, everything from, like, a lot of horror movies to, like, you know, big movies like Jurassic Park, was what we're listening to now. Um, they also have, like, they did the Home Alone soundtrack about, like, a couple years ago. They recently did Fight Club. They have all these really cool... Um, i guess like collectors versions of records which is neat because usually they do choose titles that are very expensive to get otherwise um but the records themselves are usually super limited and you know people really do kind of go out of their way to like resell them online so it can be hard to get um but it's worth it if you can get your if you can get your hands on it and i love jurassic park um it's a great 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 movie the special effects in it look awesome considering it's from like
1: 1990 is it
0: 1994 i think jurassic park uh
1: jurassic park might have been 93 yeah it's it's early in the in the era
0: um uh, for, you know, for like really 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 good special effects but it holds up super super well and the music is like awesome um was well,
1: 1993
0: yeah yeah so uh, a couple years ago I actually was fortunate enough to go see uh john williams conduct in philadelphia which was awesome uh but i didn't they did not play uh jurassic park i hope they will uh, but it was right it was right around the time when uh the newer star wars movie came out uh, uh so star wars it was heavy. it was star wars heavy uh although they did play other stuff but no jurassic park but that's that's okay um i i love this movie i love this score and this is another one that as soon as it comes on feel like everybody, Jurassic Park is one of those movies that, like, everybody should see. So this
1: movie, this music should, like, resonate with everyone who listens to it. Absolutely, man. John Williams can take you. He can take you on a hell of a ride. Um, obviously some of the most iconic soundtracks ever. Um, he did Star Wars. He did Indiana Jones. He did... Jaws. He he did Jaws. He did Jurassic Park. Um... I sing Jurassic, this song ET my cats all the time. E.T., Close Encounters. <laughs> the, the list goes on, you know? It's almost like if it was something amazing, it was John Williams. It was one of those incredibly captivating, almost awe-inspiring... Like I feel like you say John Williams, and it's like your mouth just immediately drops because you're ready to hear every kind of journey this dude wants to take you on. Damn it. Whereas a Danny Elfman is much more somber and almost fantastic john williams is much more of a classical or orche- orchestrated type i want to say um but it's always very broad i want to say it feels like it's a it's a massive scale and scope that he's putting you on whereas danny elfman is more of like a let's let's sneak around this fantasy thing and i feel like that make any sense Does that sound that way to you yeah yeah well I, I i agree with you it's definitely
0: more of an orchestral like arrangement than danny elfman's kind of like those are the little, terms, an arrangement. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that Danny Elfman isn't, because, I mean, to be, to like, listen, to be able to like hear an orchestra play, like, you know, like Pee Wee or Batman would be awesome. Uh, but they're just like,
1: you know, one has a little bit different of a tone to it. Although, Danny you, Elfman's heavy with the flutes and the xylophones, whereas John Williams is bigger in the brass and the horns. I feel like, like, John Williams has a lot of scores that, like, you, like, use, like, an entire
0: orchestra that, like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's accessible, like classical music for like everybody. There you go. <laughs> you know, if that make if that makes sense. Um, myself being included because like, I don't really listen to a lot of classical or orchestral music. Um, it, in fact, anything soundtracks have really made me appreciate, um, you know, music using an orchestra because there are so many times that I'll I, I, since I've started to really listen to them that I'll, I'll be listening more actively to the music in the movie. And be like, oh, I need to go check this out. Uh, I need, and I'll see who composed it, and I'll be like, oh, what other movies did they do? Um, and mm-hmm. I can go through and research that. So it's it's really cool. It's given me a better appreciation, and I'd be lying if uh, if I didn't say that John Williams wasn't a big factor in that. Um, what do you got? What else you got there, Mister Trav?
1: Um, so i wanted to talk about uh this little movie called the fountain uh the soundtrack to the fountain of course done by clint mansell he does all of um oh god i just uh darren aronofsky's uh films um worked on the wrestler as well um worked on noah worked on uh requiem for a dream um it, the fountain soundtrack is one of those things that just always sort of—it's it, it, like one of those things that you would really want to play at a funeral, maybe. <laughs> Sounds so sad. Um, yeah, yeah. It 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 feels it feels almost lonesome. Uh, Clint Mansell's work—it's it's very very interesting. Uh, the soundtrack actually is what got me into a group called Mogwai. Um, back in the day, uh, they do a lot of sort of more it's it's rock you know it's like rock music um kind of industrial at times but it's just music so in a way that's kind of compositional um much more along a soundtrack and they do the same sort of things that a lot of these composers do like a clint mansell like a danny elfman where you can just listen to music and it's going to take you on that journey and you don't even need words because they would only muddle the meaning of the sounds that you're being meant to hear (laughs) that's deep sir that's real deep yeah, man. Yeah, I was a you know a big fan of Mogwai, um, not just because of the name, you know, Mogwai, awesome. You gotta you gotta love them if only for the Gremlins reference there. Yes, sir. But you are, you are correct. <laughs> but yeah, Clint Mansell and The Fountain. If you can just watch, so like they they have the full soundtrack, I believe, on YouTube, where you can just watch sort of that scene where it's sort of away from the Tree of Life that Hugh Jackman's talking to in space um and it just kind of plays and it's it's one of those things you really go on a on a deep journey through it you feel all these things and hopeful and loss and and sort of new again you know it's wild wild it's deep sir you're really you're really you know speaking
0: insightfully to me today through your through your picks i gotta say well maybe not right maybe not so much with american pie but with that last one, I'll definitely
1: Right. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Real deep Let me hit with you it. with the American Pie soundtrack. Remember when this was playing, they were saying stuff about Stifler's bomb. See, you recognize this though. Star Trek?
0: No. No. Back to the future. Yes, sir. There it is. Wow. Yeah, man. I love this movie Uh, and this is a good example of a movie that has a great sound like a great so technically we're we're actually we're messing it up all, all over today left and right actually if you think about it because what we're talking about so far is the score for the movie. The actual like composed music for the film specifically. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. But we're using the term, the term soundtrack, which I guess really, like, colloquially, oh, that, that's okay. Uh, but Back to the Future is awesome because it has a great score and also has an awesome soundtrack, you know, with Huey Lewis and the news. And, that's and right. Like Chuck Berry. Um, but I really like the music uh, for Back to the Future. And, of course, I feel like everybody needs to see that movie. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, I don't even know how you're living day to day. Um, <laughs> I think it's I think
1: it's awesome, and the music is perfect to it. So good, so good.
0: Uh, this is God. also another. Uh, <laughs> mon- this is another Mondo uh, release. They actually released back to the future part one part two and part three uh probably about like two years ago or so at this point and they released them separately but they also released them in like a trilogy pack that came in a plutonium case um <laughs> so it was like a hundred like I, I only bought the first one because if you wanted the collector's edition that came in the plutonium case it was like 130 dollars and like it looked awesome and if you're familiar with the movie you know exactly what like the yellow case looks like like um, it's what doc stores uh, the plutonium to fuel the DeLorean in uh, so it looks super awesome I have a friend that has it um, and it looks great but I personally couldn't rationalize uh,
1: like you know $120 for uh, those three scores but no god no that's <laughs> why I didn't get the Batman soundtrack that Mondo put out it was just the opening credits to Batman the animated series and the end credits awesome looking vinyls though like it was the actual bat symbol they were the small ones um but it's too much man like I can't justify that no dude and that's one of the problems uh
0: like with Mondo is like man they do like they're definitely fans of of you know the art that they're that they're representing um, because the, the like the work, the craftsmanship, and like the intricacies um, of what they put into whatever that's coming out is always like top notch. But oh man You saw their Gremlins tiki's? Oh yeah, I was gonna talk I was gonna talk about those. Those Gremlins <laughs> tiki's man. I miss, I missed them. They came out around Christmas time and I just wanted one, but like one of those like Gremlin's tiki's. They're like these porcelain like little tiki glasses, and I think they were like forty dollars. <laughs> I
1: thought they were more. My god. If they were um, only forty, I probably would have gotten one. I, th- I thought they were forty dollars. I, I thought hope. they were eighty. I, I could oh, have my sworn god. they I were think, eighty.
0: I think that I think it was like a set. I wanna say it was like a set of a couple for eighty i hope okay
1: um i think you can still get a green one well i mean that's the color i mean that's the color i wanted to be honest i wanted that white one that was like blood splattered
0: i see to me that looked too much like a candy cane so like i couldn't oh i thought that was savage i, couldn't, I was, I was all bad. It. but yeah man i really like the back to the future soundtrack um it's a hearing great... it takes you back on that journey man and i feel like back to the future is like Like there's so many scary movies that I really that I really love, and a lot of the soundtracks that I listen to are horror themed. And like the the best cues are like when the like like when Freddy's coming around the corner, and you're like, yeah, this is where he gets him. But it's like the opposite with Back to the Future. Like Marty McFly is like a universal like hero. Like nobody roots for Biff,
1: nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, evil Biff world is the worst timeline. Oh, yeah, by by far. I love Back to the Future 2,
0: by the way. I think it's probably, I don't know. Like, I think Back to the Future 2 is the best one uh, of them. That's hard to say, man. I don't think it's a better movie than um, than the first one, but if you ask me which one I want to watch right now, it's going to be Back to the Future 2. It's definitely more fun.
1: I think Back to the Future 2 is a lot more fun, and I, for some reason, feel like there's more like quotable things in it, I guess because it also combines a lot of the best quotes from the first one. And I don't, I don't know why, but, like, all the time I find myself doing, like, the ooh-la-la, ooh-la-la. La.
0: See, that's how I feel about Ghostbusters 2, because I feel like Ghostbusters 2 is, uh, like, I, I think Ghostbusters 2 is a better movie. I think it's funny. I think it's more quotable. I like the, um, it's got, like, I feel like it's got better music to it. It's because it's still got the original music, and it's got extra stuff thrown in there. And the bad, like, Vigo is terrifying. <laughs> Super scary, uh, like I don't know. Um, Back to the Future is a great, great, uh, great movie, great soundtrack, great original score. You really can't go wrong with no matter which one you pick up. But really, no matter like, no matter like, if you're picking up any like soundtrack for whether you're buying it on, um, whether you're buying it on vinyl or you're getting in a CD, or I know that there's still, still people out there who collect tapes. If you if you collect tapes and like that's your thing, I would love to hear your like explanation on like why. Like why you do it, and not like in a sarcastic like way of like you know like, like that's I think that's dumb or anything. I'm just generally curious because I do see people like like going after tapes. People are buying
1: cassette tapes,
0: and I just like one regular. Like where are you listening to it? Because you probably don't have a cassette player in your car unless you've got like a Walkman that you hook up through like an aux cord. Or something <laughs> they probably do have the cassette still in the car there's dude there's not a lot of new cars that have cassette players There's a
1: lot of people I know that are still stuck with that aux cord in the cassette deck yeah. for your iPod you or, know your, or
0: iPhone you know a lot of people who still have a cassette player in their car yeah I mean to be honest with you if you're gonna listen to an iPhone like the cassette adapter is pro- or like an iPhone or a, t- a CD player or anything like that and you don't like like, I would never bother with one of those FM transmitters. Those tape uh, adapters with the aux cord is probably literally, like, the best
1: way to do it if you don't have an aux it's jack. It's the absolute best way. Because like, I, I don't associate with a rich crowd. So we're not rolling around in these fancy new cars here, sir. It's Listen, first of all, it's not necessarily,
0: <laughs> uh, like, you know, a matter of how much money you make, okay? Uh, because it's just, it's what it is, it's a matter of the fact that it's 2017. So you'd have to be talking about a car that's literally, like, what? 27 years, 20 years old 27 years old <laughs> like i'm sure They're classics that, still going i'm sure that there's probably like still like out there right now cars that are being made with tape players do you think that's a you
1: fall? got a lot of ford tauruses going around still that's true that's true and people still do have like a, still juju drive cars from like the 90s and stuff for sure uh and i still i still get in a car every now and then it's got the uh like eight cd changer in the middle console oh my
0: gosh man i um I had a CD changer, it it was broken, uh, so I never really got to use it. Uh, But that would have that would have been awesome. Like, although it also would have been pain.
1: Fancy all over the place with your Bluetooth and your CD changer. Okay, first of all, all right, let's (laughs) let, let me tell you something. I do have Bluetooth in
0: my car. Okay, so that's like I can't I can't deny that. However, I have Bluetooth in my like Honda Fit. It's like the base model and it's like, it's definitely, it's probably one of the cheapest cars you can buy. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But that being said, it is a car that I absolutely love. I can fit a ton of stuff in it and the base model Honda Fit comes with multiple features. (laughs) So Honda, if you want to send me like another car, I will gladly like (laughs) make a whole like a little spiel for you (laughs) on here. No problem.
1: The base model Honda Fit, ladies and gentlemen. That's it, man. That's so, what it's all about.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close it up with a, with a theme, and I don't know. This is an original score, uh, and I don't know if you're gonna be able to guess. I think you're gonna get this. Guess what this is. We're going a little bit highbrow here, a little bit, a little bit snobby, um, but uh, I feel like that's up your alley. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, we're going into the horror genre. And I feel like this is the music that plays over the opening credits of a very iconic uh, horror movie that came out in the nineteen seventies. Let's see if you can get it.
1: This isn't Texas Chainsaw. No, sir. It is. Uh,
0: um, it's uh, it's like shot up from a helicopter and it's following a car, like on a long highway as it winds through the mountains. The Shining here! Yes, that is absolutely yeah. correct, sir. Wow! Yeah, I got super lucky uh, a while back and was able to grab this. Um, I would never be able to grab it again, because it has since become very expensive. But um, the score for The Shining is um, super interesting, because uh, there, there there are like orchestral, orchestral arrangements to it. Um, but there's also a lot of like weird sound effects thrown in there it's just i'm hearing them (laughs) it's just super like i feel like this is what a lot of modern horror movies take their cues from like just listening to this you could like hear parts of like like those like weird little strings and stuff like that like it's like scores like insidious borrow from that or like the conjuring where almost like now it's just all like this i don't know like that weird i don't know what instrument this is that's making like that really deep sound um but I feel like a lot of atmospheric music is, like, thrown in with, like, new horror movies. And I feel like they grab that inspiration from The Shining, where it's, like, you wouldn't really be able to listen to, like, you can get the soundtrack for Insidious, but, like, it's so much, like, noise and not enough music that I'm, like, why would I ever listen to this? I feel like yeah. The Shining is a good balance. Um, like, there's creepy laughing going on in here. Like, it's really weird. Um, but it's it's a lot of it's still a lot of fun. And it's still music. It's a good blend for me.
1: It's a creepy blend, man. I'll tell you, this is unsettling. Yes, yes. Glad I don't sit in the dark when we record this podcast.
0: <laughs> One of the rare times, sir, that you are completely enveloped in light.
1: <laughs> oh, no, thank God for it. This is this is Creep City right now. It's I'm right, sorry, right. ladies and gentlemen, it's if okay. y'all are alone or it's... driving down your own dark and winding road when you're listening to this podcast. That's right. I will right. we'll pick it up a little bit for it's... you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Thank God. Back into the good time mood. You know what it was. It was the Preachcast, episode 61, soundtracks. Uh, More so composers than soundtracks, we'd say. Um, Original scores, you know. But hey, we got a couple in there. Let us know what some of your favorites were. Let us know some of your favorite composers. Some of your favorite scores. Let us know about some soundtracks you might like to hear us talk about later on. Um, Because, you know, we could. Uh, What are you listening to this summer? Let's hear it. We're at PreachCast. We're at From the Crim. I'm at Seth Trav, our friend Glenn, and everyone involved. We want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, to always practice what you preach.